Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the things that got the players in as a team was they had to see each other's dicks. So this chant starts going, <laughs> show us your dick, show us your dick, show us your dick. So me as an open mic comic, I've got no experience at all. I just go, fuck it, I'm dying here. So I pull my pants down and do the rest of the set with my dick in. That is okay. That is the most footy shit I've ever heard. So to bond footy. as a team, they need to see each other's dicks. Holy fuck, it's that such is a hilarious. footy thing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this miraculous bunker. Holy shit, that green screen's not great, but it is built into the system, so I don't have to do any work. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Butterfield Effect for another episode. It's fantastic to have you here with us, of course. And uh, if you do want to support the channel, because everything's getting demonetized at the moment, please head to our Patreon page and then become a part of all of that. But I hope you are doing quite well uh, at this moment with everything that's going on in the world. I hope you're just relaxed, uh, kicking back, and I hope that whatever I'm doing right here, if I'm, if I'm talking shit or I'm yelling or I'm carrying on or having these conversations that uh, we can take your mind off what's happening out there in the globe. But today is a very exciting podcast. It's with a good friend of mine, someone who I've known for many years and, and someone who I used to watch their content when I was a young boy. Uh, his name is Mr. French or Frenchy, as you may know him. He's a great dude. We toured together. We've done a lot of things together. This was a fantastic conversation, something I thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, I hope you enjoyed too. So this is my conversation, my chat with my old pal, Frenchy. Hey, how you going? I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't hear me. Well, why Frenchie tries to uh, connect his audio, it's a great opportunity for me to talk about my merch. There's plenty of merch on the merch store. Go and check it out. It's fantastic merch. Some of the best merch that you ever did see. Okay, I can hear you. Oh, sick. Can you hear me perfectly? Yeah, bro. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, please may welcome Frenchie to the podcast for the first time. How you doing, big dog? Oh, fuck, we're already going. Okay, how you going already? We're going, already. We're going. Welcome to the show. How you doing, big fella? You going all right? Yeah, yeah good, man. How you going? How's the bunker? Uh, not bad. You know you can change your background if you like. I've, I've, I've oh, told fuck. this to a few different people. Uh, you can change it to things that really represent, um, you know, the type of person that you are, the things that you <laughs> yeah. do. Whatever you you're want, lo- you can have any. Love this. Oh no, my mine can't do it because mine's a bit fucked. What the fuck's going on with yours? I don't know. It's because there's a mirror in the background. Ah, it's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see who it was? <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, oh, oh Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had this one too. Uh, so we'll. Uh... <laughs> oh fuck! I heard your last podcast actually with with Ready. We've Matt Ready. I've, I fucking loved it, but I always wonder how is it for your for your listeners who have no idea who this clown is. So, for those of you who didn't see that podcast, Matt is a mutual friend of ours uh, who we met through. Uh, but yep. also, I, I met Matt a number of years ago uh, when I first started doing stand up, and he sort of uh, 
I don't know, he was just along for the ride sort of thing and we got to know each other pretty well. And then through that, I met uh, Josh Wade and then through that, I met Frenchie as well. And um, we started doing the road together and all that type of stuff. But I had Matt on the podcast the other day and we are talking about you. And one of the things we didn't talk about that was ready was actually in a couple of your videos as well. Bro, he's, uh, he was in the very first ones. Um, what actually is the crazy, do you remember the video he was in? One of the first ones? No, I've seen it a couple of times. So it's um, what actually happened, like without even realizing is I kind of predicted where pranks would go. So 2013, you can look it up. I dropped a video. It's six stupid pranks that never took off. And, and it was because as, I was, as the internet was going, everyone was up and up getting these stupid, stupid, faker pranks. And as it kept going, and it probably, pranks probably peaked about 2015, you reckon? I thought they were still peaking. No, bro. <laughs> Who's the last peaking. big prank channel? Who There's people out there still pranking. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's not like it used to be. It used to be like every video on YouTube was like these pranks channels were huge. Don't you remember? It's more Facebook now for pranks, yeah? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like remember back in the day, there was the Jalals, there was Vitaly, there was uh, my Frank boys Nation, the Royal Stampede. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Now it's... uh. Anyway, so I did this video of Matt Reddy. We're both school teachers at the time. It's six stupid pranks that never took off. And some of it was real. Some of it was obviously set up. We're just taking the piece of fake pranks. Then, and, the, and the peak was, it starts off with one. There's a really good one where Reddy hits his head on the door. Is, um, well, we'll, so play like, we'll, oh, we'll play that now. No, no, like in post-production. Yeah, play it. Okay, six. See, that was that one. Door prank. Door prank. I was, yeah, like, yeah. I was waiting for it to play. I was like, we can, if you want to, we can, we can, do you want to look, watch it on here? Right. I forget that you do shit to your uh, podcast. So that's, um, no, we don't fuck around. That's, uh, no, right. I love that. I love that shit. I love that. Oh, shit. No, fuck, uh, we'll, we'll put it in a post because this put is, it in, put it in post, put it in post. Yeah. So that's what, that's on, what hang happened. On. Hang on. Let me get oh, back. Oh, fuck. Bro, this is fancy as shit. This is crazy. What is happening? You know, I'm looking at your screen, son. Yeah, get out of your screen. <laughs> Good thing you didn't have any weird tabs up. <laughs> They're all closed. I prepared for this. Yeah, oh, so, sorry, crazy. go on. So, Reddy hits that's, his head. Wait, wait, wait. That's what's crazy about lockdown is like, n- not. we shouldn't have this much access, normal males, to the internet, you know what I mean? And this much time on our hands. I feel like the porn's just going to get weirder and weirder. Like, Well, that's what's happened with like even OnlyFans and stuff like that. Like... I've uh, put out a video this week about OnlyFans. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But um, you're in it. And uh, the whole sort of idea that people have just become amateur porn people, it's crazy. Like Jackson O'Doherty is a big one. And I like Jackson. He's a friend of mine and I've always been friendly with him. He's a very nice guy, but he's literally a amateur porn star now. Like he's fucking chicks crazy. on camera. Is he actually? Yeah. You, you sent right. me one of the videos. <laughs> Bro, but I didn't know he was actually having sex. It still looked a bit pranky, that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I come to new prank. Um, but like, no, it's... no, but the angles were kind of weird. I don't know if the dick was in. I was always like, well, he was getting was like his... a reveal. She was sucking his dick the next day. Oh, wow. What's his, what's his slong like? It's, you know, it's not like a massive 12 inch you'd see in porn. It's like a normal size. It's made me feel. I like that. Yeah. I feel all right. Great me. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we'll, uh... We'll talk about OnlyFans in a second. Back to the prank video. So we're, we're these two high school teachers. This is, I've known Reddy uh, a while at this stage too. I was like, bro, I want to end it with this big fake prank. I want to keep up and up in it. 
I want to abduct a kid. It's like the abduct a kid prank. And he's like, we probably can't get a real kid. I'm like, I bet you we could. <laughs> that wouldn't be not be hard to abduct. <laughs> but he's like, we probably shouldn't. I'm like, no worries. And so he went and got his nephew. Um, and we did it out the front of his shopping center. And it looks so real on camera because he's um, like, we just walk up to him with the camera sort of held low going, what are you, do what are you doing, mate? He's like, oh, just waiting for my mom. She's in the supermarket. Like, oh, you want to come? You want to come for a come get some food with us or something it was like so creepily real but it was like kind of predicted uh the prank things and you, you, you were got... you were a school teacher at that time and so was ready and ready still is he's never broken the law which is good but he is <laughs> well no i mean he's never broken any laws i'm defending him here <laughs> no he's the king he you you stopped being a teacher did you lose your teaching license or did you just not uh re renew it well yeah because um so so at that time i'm I've started videos, making videos. So I was, yeah, I was a high school teacher for three, four years, substitute teaching, training PE. And um, I've uh, start, started making videos because I talked to a, actually, I talked to a deputy at one of my schools. I'm like, I kind of want to get into comedy. Actually, I want to get into film. I started studying film production. Yeah. And I go, I'm going to be making these sort of YouTube videos. They're pretty edgy. Is that going to be cool? And he's like, <clears throat> as long as you don't mention uh, the school or school kids, or do anything like a in the classroom it's fine you're, you're playing a character we we get it It was a really cool school it was a uh, Cornwall high shout out Cornwall high and um and then so i've been filming videos and that 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 uh kidnap one this kid's coming up to me going would you actually kidnap a kid sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did watch yourself you better behave <laughs> fuck it did they did they ever try and like threaten you with it like i will like i will end your career I'll come up, like, you know, I'll tell the head teacher this or I'll tell the principal that, that you're doing this online because, you know, you're not the most family friendly entertainer on the internet and you never have been. And I remember when you were, when you were first coming up, you know, I was even, even I was at school, I was still at high school uh, when you made your break. Uh, that's how long you've been around, you old cunt. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you were like, you were this god. And now you, and you're still teaching at a school at that time. Is that weird with kids? I don't even think about it. You know, some of these things you do in life and then you look back five years later, you're like, that was probably weird to do. Oh, yeah. And um, that was... Sometimes you just have to run with it you know yeah you just in the moment you're like this is funny the kids get around the videos too because if you, you think back to high school you had a you had a teacher who's half cool like they got, you saw him on the beers you're like that's a sick teacher he has beers you're like all of a sudden they're <laughs> on the internet and they're a social media personality you're like holy Bruh, shit this guy's famous he's teaching us that's crazy Social media's made teaching so fucking weird. There's so many like sus teachers now who have like hangouts and shit. They have like Facebook groups and like they're friends of their students. It's like what? But but you know like even teachers like they're allowed to have TikToks now. Oh yeah, I've seen a there's a teacher on TikTok. He's like six foot tall or some shit. Yeah, there's a, there's males, there's female teachers too. So even they're doing nothing sus. They're just like doing little dances as if kids aren't going home fucking doing this sort of shit over their teachers. Cause you know, when you got a hot teacher, you had to do memory wanks back in my day. I had to do memory wanks. We had no hot teachers. Whitebridge high in Newcastle had no hot teachers. Never. No, why? never, never. I don't think was there one? Not, 
not even once. Like it was one of these things where mm. it was upsetting to the general population of the male students that there was no hot teachers. They were all any, either any, quite old or they were just gross. Any hot dude teachers? Heaps. Just, Heaps. Yeah, there we go. They just got a swing for a bit. No, it was like there was a couple of ones that I remember the the girls at school that were like, oh no, yeah, he's hot or like. But that's like once you get to like year ten, the, the girls start talking about all that type of stuff. But it's funny to look back at school. Like I've been out of school now for like eight years. I think two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. I finished year twelve. No, two thousand eleven. I finished year twelve. So nine years or something. I've been out of school for a while. Mm. And uh, you look back and you think that was a a long, long time ago. But when you re- really try and think about it or something jogs your memory, like there's a lot of weird memories from school. There's a lot of cool memories from school. There's a lot of weird, because that was every day you were there. Like it's insane to right. think about the weird things that you did. It's crazy. But like the further on it gets, the more like you just remember the good times. Rose colored shoes, brother. It's a, uh, just remember that. that don't <laughs> you reckon? Brand. On brand, bro. Don't you reckon? We used to, yeah. um, did you do the whole like launching apples across the quad? <laughs> Bro, how is that such a general school thing? Yes. Yeah. Everyone, everyone did the whole, like we'd do a thing where I never threw it. Oh, maybe a couple of times. Cause I was shit scared. Oh. And <laughs> you just get one of the boys would just get like an apple or an orange or something and just launch it into the sky as high as they could throw it. And just, wait for the hellfire missile or orange to come down and just hit some kid in year seven and break their glasses. Right. Isn't it the most insane? I guess because we never got to experience war. We're like, oh, let's <laughs> come over the trench. Just fucking yeah. launch the dog. Launching these fucking... <laughs> we did it with footies too. We used to kick the footies over the canteen. And one day it hit a teacher. And the teacher came oh. around with a blood nose, broken glasses. And one of the one of the boys got suspended or something like that, and everyone just people were laughing, and then someone else got suspended because they were laughing, and people were shit right. scared. It was fucking full on. I find that the most incredible thing. Like we we had a teacher get hit with a, legitimately a footy too. It was a and and it was this sort of fifty year old woman, and um we didn't really like her, so she went down hard. <laughs> we're cracking up, but at the same time, like fuck, she's really hurt. But never, it's it's funny how shit the same shit happens at every school. And with the apples and oranges fight, we had it. You were in year nine, we were against the year ten group of boys, some girls in there, and so there was a lot of uh, collateral damage though, because when the girls sit in our group, they weren't paying attention. Like, oh, they never were. Ah, you got to be switched on. It's war, baby. On. It's As war. Recess. When the <laughs> bell goes, no. you get down there. You're fucking ducking and weaving. You're worried about someone daxing you. Number one. Mm. You're worried mm. in the cold morning someone's going to come along and slap you on the back of the calf muscles. We used to get uh, people's bags used to get nuggeted, where they got turned inside out and like strapped yep. to a pole and shit. My bag got smashed one day. It was nu- like they turned it inside out, and then someone had fucking um, uh, what are they called? Uh, the the plastic um. Cable ties and then cable tied it to a drain. I couldn't get it undone. I'm pretty sure I cried. And what else did people do? They there was this weird thing. It was called prodding. You ever heard of prodding? Uh, no. Okay, prodding, and this is fucking weird. I've never heard of anyone um, else or any other school that did. Yo, yeah, I get it. Five a.m. You wake up horny next to a chick. You start prodding her with your with your little half chub. No, different. No, 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 no. Let's let's. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> No, I'm in school, so no chicks want anything to do with no, me. No, no, right? not high school, yeah. What go would happen is someone would bend over to tie their shoe or bend over to pick up their bag, and then someone would come up behind them, 
put their hands like that and launch their hands into their asshole. That was prodding. That was something that happened at my school and no, I didn't go to an all boys school. Bro, I think that's like a Japanese, not Japanese, it's some Asian country where they do it as a prank. Really? With two fingers. Yeah, someone was, someone was telling me about it during a live show in Melbourne. Uh, like maybe Malaysian. Oh fuck! I need to look that up. That's uh, that's full it's on. But like two fingers up the up the butt. It's like, bro. It's and that was all like the annoying thing about school is that there's these jocks who are just on another level too early. Like my best mate is was the king of the jocks. He's uh, he dropped out to be a trader. He was the captain of the footy team. You know what I mean? And so he grew early and he knew all about the dick flicks and stuff early. Sack wax. So he just about going sack around wax. sack whacking, dick flicking. Just from nowhere, I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? He's like, oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and I found it he's funny two years after he started doing it. Eventually, we got to his level, but he was just, uh, he was ahead of his time. It was weird. Know. And there was um, uh, corks as well. Ever get corked? People go around, knee you as hard as they can in the quad. Yep. It was fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, like, yeah. We, you'd go into class first period and you'd just be in pain. But that oh, was were you, school. Were you, were you tall in high school? Yeah, I was. I grew probably year eight, and then I was. You were playing footy too. You wouldn't have copped it that bad. No, no, I was a little. I, I don't know. I because <gasps> I stand out like dogs' balls. I'm this big yeah. fucking lurch-looking prick. You know, you come really? up. Really? Well, I can't catch anyone. I'm too slow. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm still learning how to use my body, how to run. So I'm trying to catch like the young soccer players and that they come like in. See, I'm picturing you like C-3PO sort of just talking like that. I'm this chasing people. Year. I can't get everything working in time and I'm trying to reach out and like a Tyrannosaurus just ripping through New York in Jurassic Park 2. Like I'm just not, I don't really have it all yeah. uh, under, under, under lock and key, under wraps like I want to. But and school was, school was weird, bro. I was sharp, uh, like I was little in high school, but I had all my all my movements until I hit puberty, like year twelve, or whatever. <laughs> and then, I, then it took a while to get the coordination back. My, yo, my so my best mate got to hear this other movie. Did like the corking made no sense. He called it moseying. Him and his boys would uh, just tackle someone and make him eat grass. Right. It's interesting <laughs> to see what young teenage boys get up to. Like it's a real <laughs> weird thing, and that's why I'm excited to have George Pell back out so he can go back to. <laughs> studying them uh, scientifically of course bro that's what i actually i love we'll get to the george pound in a second but that's what i love about seeing all the high school kids tiktoks and stuff showing that it hasn't changed you know what i mean like yeah. they're just doing the same shit and i fuck it like, i love it they've got this game where they run and jump into each other and they throw them up as high as they can man my mum used to them. tell me my mum used to tell me they had this uh this substitute teacher in one day and one of the blokes in a class pegged a rubber at the back of her head as hard as he could and she went mm. out crying Mum was oh, like, yeah, it happened all the time. I was like, fucking hell, maybe we've gone soft, the kids. Maybe they need to step up their game. <laughs> but I had a kid throw uh, one of those compasses at me, you know, the what? spiky points. Yeah, it was his little, little rap from you, right? Did it, did it hurt? Stab you? No, he missed by, he missed by half a metre. He just got that pegs out, missed by half a metre. And I just said, that's pathetic, Joel. That is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one day this kid, I was in science looking over the quadrangle. And then we heard like a smash glass or whatever. And then the, and then the school got put into lockdown. There's this young Aboriginal kid in year seven, just absolutely unleashing on the school, throwing rocks at windows and shit, just fucking full flipping out. 
and the principal's like following him around trying to shield like he was block like the kid was hitting with a stick and we're all going no way this is fucking insane someone's hitting the principal this is the best day ever right. man it was crazy i miss school <laughs> <laughs> bro that's wild lockdown like that shit you remember like wow remember the lockdown day i'll be on me i'll be on me deathbed remember that day it was insane. yeah yeah yo, you want to hear this story fuck this is, a, this is a wild story so I'm in year seven, fresh in high school, quite awkward, obviously, not good at confrontation. I'm school, I'm small, whatever. My brother's in year nine. He's he's similar to me, but he's a he's a bit of a trash talker, but he just means it for a laugh. Anyway. Yep. He's trash talking. He's talking to his chick about her boyfriend from a different school. He's just having a laugh. He may have mentioned he's that he has a small penis. Whatever. Who cares? This chick's uh, her boyfriend's like a walk. He's uh quite in in the scene in the wog scene in uh in uh in Wollongong and he what, didn't like what is this. the wog scene ah uh, there's just wogs bro there's, we had a lot of wogs <laughs> growing up in Wollongong it wasn't a scene <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound it's cool no no I like <laughs> it I like it <laughs> no it was just it, it, but, I, but like when I was growing up there was a lot of wogs would go around and uh bash people who look like me like well not just people who look like me they'll just drive around their cars like there was a it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. Yeah, bro, you know, you know. The Lancer, uh, the Subi, Skyline. But, yeah, bro. So anyway, anyway, get this. So she, she tells him, this is classic high school shit. She tells him, she goes, this guy, um, he's also called Frenchie at high school, is, uh, is talking shit about you. He says, you got, you got a small penis. And how does this guy respond? How would you respond, Isaac? Oh, that's my alarm saying I've got to do a podcast. How would you respond to that? If someone said I had a small penis. Yeah, your girlfriend comes back on this guy at high school saying you got a small penis. Like, well, well so does he. <laughs> yeah, you'd get some sort of, oh, uh-huh. God. <laughs> this is the craziest story. He gathers his boys. He, they had a squad of 10, 11, walk through the school at lunch. They walk down the hill and then and it starts the hill, the driveway comes down into the oval. The oval starts at the oval. There's fucking 10, 11 of them. Some have brass knuckles. They got chains and shit. You know what they say? And our group was the first one they saw. We're playing handball and shit. We're doing little year seven stuff. They go, where's Frenchie? Where's Frenchie? Where's Matt French, which is my brother's name. Uh, and I'm just there going, I don't know. <laughs> and everyone's looking at me. I'm like, fucking don't look at me. Cards. Don't look at me. Fucking hell. They see him across uh, across the oval because they, they they see him. The the one who's angry at him starts running at him. Starts running at him. The boys are still just sort of chilling, walking. This big guy from year eleven steps in front, going not in my school. Fucking takes him down. They all come around. All the teachers come. Whole schools there. It's fucking crazy, man. Fucking hell. My, bro- my brother fucking legged it. <laughs> <laughs> I I I remember I had this this kid try to fight me one day, and then some other dude just stepped in and punched on with him for no reason. It was great. Sometimes love that the things that happen in school are sometimes so fantastic. But you did want to talk but, about um, George Pell being released. We did. That happened we last did. week, we and and of course. Um, he is innocent of all charges. Um, he didn't do not anything wrong. So now that we've said that, what do you think? I find what I find crazy is I know you dropped a video about it. I haven't actually had time to watch it yet. So sorry if I cover the same points as you. That's all right. 
Just George Pell. Allegedly. So, so, allegedly no, not even allegedly. Yeah. He's been cleared. But isn't didn't he get cleared by the court that the church runs? No. Mm, that's all right. All right. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> what I find crazy about this is uh, I dropped a TikTok um, because that's my life now. <laughs> yeah, lockdown, baby. So I dropped a TikTok. It's just this stupid one using a song. It's like I really liked right it, now. by the way. Yeah, it was just a little bit of a laugh and then um, it comes up. Oh, we're going to play it now. Well, no, maybe we won't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking to Connor. Connor's editing this, so maybe. Um, and it's just like I'm imitating him. I'm in my priest outfit. I'm just saying, hey, I'm just you're imitating a song. Saying, I'm not where I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah, bro. I got a priest outfit. How so do that? I. So do I. I used it in the video eight, like a long time ago when gay marriage was uh, getting voted upon. I, I used it in that. It's good we both have priest outfits. Do you find you end up with the weirdest props because of your videos? The weirdest. Have you ever seen my shelf in the background of my videos? There's the weirdest shit there. Like just, I've got, I've got my, the weirdest thing I have there is woolly mammoth hair. <laughs> Was that from a video or just someone sent it to you? No, I bought it in uh, Geelong at a, a antique shop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not from the videos. That's just you being a weird fuck. Mrs. <laughs> the, the missus bought a, uh, Mrs. Butterfield bought a uh, a plate that was 250 years old, and I bought woolly mammoth hair. That was what we purchased in in Geelong. That was the same house, the same Airbnb, this beautiful Airbnb. I don't know if you remember this. And we walked in there, and I'm looking around. It's just about Christmas time. There's a Christmas tree up. There's Christmas lights. Beautiful, uh, very very new, modern. And there's a just above the fridge. There's open up the doors, and I, only I can see, being the tallest in the group, and just a little crack pipe sitting there. Fuck off. <laughs> Just a crack pipe sitting in the Airbnb. And so we're like, what the fuck? Why is there a crack pipe here? So <clears throat> I put it on my Instagram, as you do, talking mad shit. And then Zach, uh, the next week, tour manager Zach, he, he says to me, hey, we should hit him up, see if we can get some money off the Airbnb. We're there a couple of nights. We're like, yeah, there's a crack pipe. And so he contacts them and apparently they've like they've cracked the shit. It's like, how dare you put this bloke, this comedian, this comedian bloke, puts it on his Instagram and talks shit about our Airbnb. That's our business. And Zach's like, you had a fucking crack pipe in there, mate. <laughs> Surely you can't be the ones that are mad. Some bloke's smoking a bit of hooshy douchey over here and you're not even cleaning the cunt. That's so funny. They try to turn it back on you. Like, it's my fault. It's my fault there's a crackhead living there. <laughs> Who's smoking crack in a Airbnb? Um, was it empty or full? No, I just had like residue in it. Because if it was a full crack pipe, it would be like a little welcome gift. They're like, oh, that's nice of them. On the <laughs> some places leave the your milk. Some, yeah. some places leave your biscuits, flowers. No, we got a little, little pipe. Little crack, Sorry, you were, you were dressed up like a priest on TikTok. Go on. Right, yeah. And anyway, it's just some video where I, where I may have saying I'm not where I'm supposed to be, making jokes like, oh, he's out of jail, whatever. And I could not believe the amount of debates people have in the comments over a 10 second TikTok is insane. Is like, I don't know why this exact uh, topic spurs so many uh, passionate people. Like, it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. Like, it's. Did you find- well, I found it in the comment section. I was reading some of them last night. And the thing is, he is innocent in the eyes of the law. 
There's a lot of people that may disagree with that, but that doesn't matter. That is not a law. But there's so many people that are going out there saying this was a setup by the, the left and all these crazy things. The way that I look at it is maybe this guy who alleged all these type of things, maybe he made up the whole thing. Maybe he made it up for attention. But there's always that possibility that, uh, probably I shouldn't even say it. So there's always a possibility that, you know, who knows? Sometimes when it comes to the court. What do you mean you shouldn't say it? Because the Catholic, have you seen his legal team? They got him off that. I'm fucked if they come after me. Fuck, bro. The I, thing would love is, to, I would love to go toe to toe with the church. That would be my favorite thing. Bros, I ran that whole script past two lawyers before I put it up. No way. Yeah. Because it was important to me that you're untouchable in that situation. <laughs> Poor choice of words. But, <laughs> but it's important to sort of run. I run a lot of my videos past my lawyer because you need to be clever about what you say. Because the thing is, the Catholic Church does have the most deepest pockets that anyone could possibly imagine because they don't pay tax on anything. And they have all this cash from people. They're the richest organization in the world, French. If they want to destroy they, yeah. Frenchie's career, they'll come after you and they'll shut you down. They've been, they've been allegedly doing stuff to people for a long time. I'm not talking about things within the church. I'm talking about, you know, the fucking taking people out. Maybe a thousand years ago, taking people out. Maybe uh, even Ooh, less than a yeah, thousand years ago. we're getting to this good shit, bro. Throwing those oranges at those heathens. That's <laughs> what they were doing. Just oranges. There's a lime. There's an orange. <laughs> yeah, bro. Off. That's what they were doing. And it's um my favorite my favorite uh line in that video that i put up was uh and i, I know i'm not overly proud of lines usually in videos but i thought this was quite good <coughs> and it was uh it should be the if the the church found this video and they deemed that i had said something that was uh, defamatory or anything like that to george pell who was innocent um then they could have easily figuratively caught me in their wine cupboard and allegedly figuratively put their cocks in my mouth. <laughs> very, very sneaky. But yeah, very it's sneaky. one of those things where very, so many people... Sneaky. It's the same thing with um, the other year where I, that egg boy hit the politician. I came mm. out and I didn't like what the politician had said, so I, I sort of got behind egg boy in a way. And, and when I thought about it, yeah. Uh, later on, it was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that because you shouldn't assault people. But I come, I'm still a, I'm still like, you know, like you with the fucking throwing the fruit and all that type of stuff. I still like to see that sort of violent end to a discussion, if you will. Um, but a lot of people got angry at me from that. But I found that I lose most subscribers, and I've lost uh, in the history of my channel almost three hundred thousand subscribers. That's good. Just from That's talking good, shit. Bro. That's how you know you're fucking doing it right. <laughs> and um, and I lost the most from talking about religion. When it comes to religion, particularly people on the right side of politics, they are very religious. And if you talk shit about their religion, they will. It's funny they 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 want to defend everything else and and free speech and everything else but religion. Do not talk shit about religion. Whatever That's, you do. That's my favorite thing about all people is like. This is the jokes that trigger me, so don't you dare. Everything else, cool, 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 cool. What the fuck? How dare you say George Carroll might have done that? It's like, right, do you know what my last video was about? I abducted a child. Very similar to what George Carroll did. I'm hardly the moral compass of the world. 
but people Bro, well, do. What, the, the thing I find with, with religion, I actually don't know because obviously I don't do as many purposely like, like, or direct videos like you do. I do like subtle church jokes all the time, but like, it's never like, I wouldn't know if I lose followers from that sort of stuff. I actually grew up in a church, church family. Like my parents used to go to church. They made me go. And so I'm very, I very much enjoy ripping on the whole system and, and the church because I really understand it. You know what I mean? You know how you rip on something better when you, when you experienced it. It's and a so, part of your life. Ex exactly. And then I always preface it with, I, I respect people and their faith. Like I really don't care. It doesn't affect me. It's not for me but these are the stupid things about it. And, and a lot of the time they'll be like, yeah, you know what? That is stupid that we have to eat bread and pretend it's Jesus dick or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very, very strange. Um, I'm just ordering a coffee. You, I know um, you're busy with something. That's why I tried to slip the Jesus dick thing. In. No, I was, I was ordering a coffee from downstairs. Um, uh, Mrs. Who'd Butts. you order it from? Mrs. Butts is bringing one up. Uh, one <laughs> <laughs> that's a good life brother that's what? the good life no, well she's she's chilling and she said of course what did you what did you write did you write out nicely like with some x's please coffee I or did you just say one i said boy darling send us one of those <laughs> bean juices up please you hot bit of gear that would get them moister than the oysters that is fucking she, great. she just said from downstairs yeah <laughs> um so oh, yeah yes it's uh so, it's a funny one as far as like and the reason i was so uh d deliberately avoiding sort of particular um uh controver controversial not topics but uh, like statements was because i don't think they would sue me i don't <laughs> think they'd come after me legally but there's always a chance that someone will and reading through the comments there are people that are very angry about this there are people that uh, don't trust the media in any sense of the word. And, and I, I don't trust them and I've never trusted the mainstream media. And the reason I don't trust them, and I've said this before on the podcast and, and in videos, is like I learned early on, my, my old man always said to me, don't believe everything you read. And you hear that a lot. But when he was working uh, in the, the NRL Players Association, he ran that for a number of years and, and brought that off the, off the ground and actually gave the players a voice in, in the NRL, which was great. And he had people on a certain side of the media printing stories about him that were just absolutely unfounded and untrue. And that's how I sort of started to get this notion of the media is, is full of shit. And then when I sort of got started, uh, people talking shit about me in the media, the thing about the Jew thing and, and other things that have happened, it sort of gives you this idea of, okay, you literally can't trust a thing people are saying, but you find that so many people are so deep in conspiracies, not just about the Pell thing, not just about the current virus that we can't name because this will get demonetized, not just about any other sort of thing that's happening in the world. People are so balls deep in conspiracies that often they just can't accept that anything could possibly actually be true. And it's important to think that conspiracies can be real because it's been proven time and time again that conspiracies can happen. But... Not everything has to be a conspiracy. You can't say that everything is because then you lose all credibility. Yeah, I think there's so many, there's so many levels to the media. And it's kind of like when you realize that it's all just fake, it's kind of like it's it starts off when you realize like Santa's not real, Easter Bunny's not real. That's the same way I feel about the media, is like it's just people writing 
what they want to write. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to, everyone's got an agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the same thing can happen and the media can report on it two different ways to decide whether we want to make this guy a villain or a hero. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. like, and not like not as deep as conspiracies, but like, and I just find it. It's, and, 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 and as you know, the more like we even make videos, we realize how fake every single thing you see on TV is, which is all connected to the media. Like even like uh, I watched Louis CK's special. Yep. Um, and I loved it. I, I thought it was quite good, but, even all stand-up specials, this is what I never realized. Every single one, you know they put in a lot of laugh tracks? Really? Yeah, bro. This will blow your fucking mind. Look at Louis CK's special. Okay. It's not just they put in laugh tracks. They sort of pump up when the laughs happen, and then they slide some underneath the original laugh. So it seems like they're getting bigger laughs than they get it. And you can see it, especially on Louis CK's, is when they flick back to the audience, the audience is often just sitting there like this. or They're, they're like chuckling a bit, but it's not the same... Uh, response is what the laughs are getting and it's and it's just like holy fuck that is just fake and that's and that's the same with the media when you realize they're just people who want to write whatever they want to write everyone's got a fucking agenda did your coffee just come hey <laughs> this is brought Thank to you properly, by please. cafe lombardi the best coffee roasters and one of the sponsors <laughs> of the show uh, go and check them out i'll put their link down below they send you the best coffee to your door and delivered straight to you that wasn't mrs butterfield that was actually a cafe lombardi they 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 delivered that was miss, that was uh was it uh grandma lombardi from italy <laughs> mrs lombardi she, lombardi. she had a mask on so it's all right ciao uh, tutto bene you want uh, your coffee it's uh, miss lombardi uh, bonsoir monsieur uh, <laughs> we, we're very good at we no, are very be. cultured people so we were yeah, so what i was sorry so yeah what i was gonna say is like because because like well I like, I like watch a, a lot of sports and listen to a lot of sports okay and so this is just like simple media this isn't like deep conspiracies yet but he's like so lebron james yeah he's easily the most loved and criticized athlete in the last whatever nine years they fucking he'll do the same thing in a game he will let's say let's say he takes let's say he uh he passes it to his teammate with the games on the line teammate gets the winning shot one one journalist will be like that is the right basketball play that's an unselfish guy that's a perfect basketball play the other one will be like he needs to take that on himself he's a coward he's he blah 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 he's supposed to be the best player in the world and it's like Everything that the Daily Mail, every fucking newspaper post is an agenda. What does the editor editor want that spin on that that topic to be? Yes. And it's not just the editor, it's the owner often. Oh, often the owner, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. unfortunately in Australia right now, there's a particular person that owns most of the newspapers. And uh, uh Paul Pauline Hanson. I think that's the name. Uh, <laughs> but she's like, in them a lot. She's in them a lot. Oh, they love her. Because they know people click. That's the only reason she's they a have a walking headline, that woman. She is a walking headline. Have you Beautiful. seen her nudes? Yes, I have seen her nudes. I have seen right, Pauline yeah. Hansen's nudes. They are interesting. Wild. They are interesting. Wild. I mean, Wild. why did she take nudes? Like, here's the thing. If a nude photo you of you <laughs> gets leaked, who cares? One of me gets leaked, who cares? Right? Does it matter? Mm. Not really. We're comics. I've taken my dick out in public many times. Well, not like just in public, not like at the shops, but like when when it's been <laughs> like once on a bus, I was doing a gig on the bus, right? For the New South Wales country team, the city team, uh, the city. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was having a Steve. terrible time. 
and it was the worst gig and, and Brad Fittler was the coach and he was going to tee up that we'd go to a, a, a pub and this is when I just started doing stand-up and oh, no. they were like okay gig, bro. I was bad it was so bad and my old man was their defensive coach so that's how I got the gig and this is like a year into stand-up so I've got a yeah, five minutes yeah. bit set maybe 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 five minutes and so I get up um I get up there in Sydney and I'm hanging around the boys and all like the really, you know, great players there, all that type of stuff. Like David Clemmer, uh, he's there and he was probably the loudest bloke in, in the whole thing. Anyway, so we, we drive around all night. They're all on the piss. Uh, it's like a bonding session. We did some good things too. We went to the homeless uh, place out at Woolloomooloo, I think it was, and they, they all helped out, all the homeless people. So it's not just a, you know, footballers carrying on the cockheads. But then they went straight. It was funny because they're, they're donating <laughs> time to all these really poor people. And then half an hour later, we're at some pub and they're all throwing like $100 bills in the pokies. Really good. <laughs> we leave that place and we go straight onto the bus to go back to the hotel. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not doing my set. And then Freddie comes up to me and says, mate, do you want to do it on the bus? No. <laughs> no. I, was like, I didn't know any better. I was God, like, yeah, no. I'll do it on the bus. So they give me this little bus microphone which is like you know half half you can't even see it but that's my phone there half the size of my phone and i'm talking into it and i start trying to tell jokes and then all up and down the aisles the players start giving me shit and they're booing me and david clemmer's yelling shit out at me and i start yelling back i'm like fuck you clemmer this is just after he yelled at a referee I'm like fuck you clemmer you're fucking so-and-so and all this type of shit that's funny that's and, funny and then one of the things that got the players in as a team was they had to see each other's dicks. So this chant starts going, <laughs> show us your dick, show us your dick, show us your dick. So me as an open mic comic, I've got no experience at all. I just go, fuck it, I'm dying here. So I pull my pants down and do the rest of the set with my dick in. That is funny, man. That is okay. That is the most footy shit I've ever heard. So to bond footy. as a team, they need to see each other's dicks. Holy fuck. It's that such is such a hilarious. footy thing. Whose idea was that? I don't want to name you names, can, but you can feel someone. it. Pitched it to the, to the other coaches. He's like, boys, I've got a great idea for a bonding thing. He's like, okay, <laughs> have a few beers, watch a movie. He's like, no, 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 better. Show me your dick. Dicks out for the boys. <laughs> Check this out. Don't be gay. Dick Show dude. me your dick. <laughs> Bro, it's the most footy shit. It is. And, and I've been footy for a long time and I'm very used to shit like that. It's, it's just one of those things. But that was, that, right. was, that was a very interesting... How did we even get on that topic? Because we were talking about... What, something- was other, what was their other bonding things? I'd, I'd like to know. I'm very interested. Are, are you friends with any of the, the footy boys? No, not really. Yeah, I know. I wish I was tied with a few of them. Like, I'll say hello to them when I'm out. I think most of them get around the, the vids and I get around, obviously, some of their performances on and off the field. But I, I don't leave the house, mate. I'm always... On- you were in lockdown before it was cool. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm on tour or I'm away or whatever. Like, I, I bought a season pass uh, to the Knights this year. First time ever. I bought it with uh, my, my former housemate, Taylor. And because we, we used to be best mates and then we lived together and then we just stopped hanging out because we were just like, you didn't have to make an effort, mm. right? It was weird. Mm. Anyway, so yeah. we caught up for a beer and I was like, fuck, man, we really need to see each other more because best mates through the end of school and for 10 years. And so we bought night stickers. Like, fuck What's yeah, his dick like? Stinks. And we're going to see each other every couple, every two weeks, the home games. And now, fuck, obviously that's not happening because all the home games are fucking cancelled. Right. But, um, 
but I bought tickets and I was really, I was really looking forward to it. You know, I was like, I was fucking fired up. I'm going to get, try and get back into the footy um, because I just, I was away all last year doing shows and then I was going to be home this year. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll get around the footy, get around the boys, really get into it. And now it's get around the boys. boys. Yo, what do you think of NRL Island? What do you think of that? It's a great idea. I think it's great. I think there'll be turkey slapping everyone. It's going to be fantastic. So, so for those who don't know, um, the NRL uh, thinking of doing the competition on an island away from coronavirus. You just, I think uh, it's smart. The UFC is doing the same thing. Dana White's UFC's talking about buying a, a private island. Do your thing, man. Because people will get man. I've been so bored at home that I've been buying lotto tickets because I can't bet right. on anything. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you gotta get. We gotta get. You gotta get in the esports, bro. That's that's some good gambling there. Oh, well, you don't gamble anymore. No, I don't gamble no. anymore. No. But I was thinking, you know, NRL Island, yeah. Mm. I think it shouldn't be a traditional type comp. I think it should be more reality TV. So, like after yeah. a try scored, they then get a challenge they have to do. Well, maybe or maybe I don't know whether we'd go full dating show. So it's only single lads, only single lads on the island. Right. And so, so we could, it's going to be... We could mix the female NRL with the male NRL. There we go. Now we're talking. NRL Love Island. <laughs> yeah, NRL Love Island. Yeah, NRL Love Island. <laughs> NRL Love Island. It's a great idea. There'll be challenges. Like before you kick off, you've got to eat it like a spider. Bit of footy for the boys, bit of romance for the girls, bit of food eating for the yeah. foodies. I think it's got everything. So they finish the game, they walk into the mm. showers, and then everyone's nude, right? And then they yeah. start. Well, it's how you bond. It's yeah. how you bond. You need to see a dick or a pussy. Yeah. That's how. Uh, Do you reckon that's yeah, the same Matt... thing for the NRL, the female NRL players? They're like, they're on the bus going, show us your tits, show us your tits. It would be bush, bro. It would be bush. Spread your flaps, spread your flaps. <laughs> flaps. I like to think so. That's what gets me off at night. That was for um, your dad's, but yeah, go on. Oh, are you gonna say? <laughs> I said, I was show us where quiet. I said, show us where your dad's been. Anyway, go on. Yeah, but you'd trail it off like a bitch. You're like, show us where your dad's been. Yeah, it's <laughs> comedic effect. Uh, <laughs> talking about, bro, I love it. bro, NRL Island. I think it's a win. And also, I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. People get voted off, new people come in. So it could be, and here's the thing, you could vote someone off because they did a shit performance. Or yeah. if he's fucked over too many of the girls, they'll start teaming up an alliance trying to get him voted off. What about if there was like an intruder, like from another sport? Like, I don't know any basketballs. Mm, I was going to say, I was gonna say Kobe Bryant, but that's probably not going to go down too well. <laughs> no, bro, a cyclist. And they put him in the front row to stitch him up. Lance Armstrong, <laughs> straight in the middle. George Powell. <laughs> That should be, if he wants to leave jail, I'm cool with it, but he has to have a hit up off of like a tap. Off a 10 meter tap, he has to have a, George Pell has to have a hit up against Bro, the Blues. Just run at me. Right, that was another good high school thing, run at me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Why? that was my, when I played footy, that was my favorite thing is just trying to hurt, like just fly out of the line and try and shoulder You're charge. Big people. Martin Lang, motherfucker, aren't you? You're no, no, Martin no, no. I was, I was much smarter than Martin Lang, but <laughs> just I run straight. Martin Lang, He's if you don't know who Martin Lang concussion. is, Martin Lang was this dude with like sort of half long hair, sort of like your length hair, uh, but all over, not just the not just the mad mullet. And he'd run and he'd run straight every time. And people, like my old man used to play against him 
when he was playing and he said, we love playing against Martin because you knew he'd run straight every time and people would like push each other out of the way to try and jam him. It was great. He's legitimately got the most, I think he got the most concussions ever in um, the world. And it's like when <laughs> someone's playing, because he never stepped once. He never changed his speed. He'd get it, go full pace straight at it. And you got to fucking respect that. But also at the same time, so you're playing paper, scissor, rock with someone. You're going, I'm going to go rock every time. hundred times in, Maybe try scissors. Maybe Man. try. There was this <laughs> the scene coming. There was this dude who played Origin for Queensland, Dallas Johnson, his name was. And he got oh, yeah. knocked out in every single Origin. And people were like, Man, he's so tough. He's so brave. No, he's just a shit tackler. He couldn't he couldn't tackle properly. He just put his head into people's knees constantly. What a dumb cut. Or or he might not be brave. He might just not remember getting knocked out the game before. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like I should do it like this. It's like, when did I get knocked out? <laughs> Bro, I love that story about you uh, doing stand-up for, for on the bus, bro. It's so, because I think every comedian's got so many cringe stories from the first few years where you pretty much you got to learn don't do corporates unless you're getting paid the world. Well, I, my last corporate was uh, for a beef packing plant and abattoir, and it was fucking horrible. Mm. They paid me really well, but I was just like. I as fucking hated it. They sent me out to people. the Gold Coast. So I got to stay at the Versace Hotel. That was cool, but. Uh, yeah. for 30 minutes, I just ate all the dicks in the world. All of them. I would have rather all have got my dick out. It was terrible. Right. That's, and that's legitimately the thing. Cause, cause there's like three types of gigs for those who don't know. There's your own show, which is what me and Isaac are doing now. And it's fucking always killer. Cause it's our fans and we're always the exactly best. What we want to do always the best as comedy nights. And you can get an MC spot or warm up spot or a headliner spot on there. And they're usually a good crowd. People know they're there to see comedy. As long as there's a half-decent room, it's, it's usually not too bad. Then there's corporates, which is just a bunch of fucking people who generally aren't really there to laugh. They're there for some awards night. They're there for some looking at dicks night. And there's no comedian on before you warm them up. There's no one. It's just, holy fuck. I don't think I've had a good experience at a corporate nah. of you. And it's just like, all right, now it's time for some comedy. Please may welcome Frenchie. And you walk on, you're just like, oh, Jesus. Particularly with right. our styles of humour. They're not like little little punchy, little doosh, It's all about stories <laughs> yeah, yeah. and being horrible and being a piece of shit. And like I've got a corporate book for the end of the year and I don't know if it'll happen now with what's going on, but uh, it's I'm scared because it's a big show. It's like 2,000 people and it's like Ooh. a big awards night. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? But can, we'll see what can happens. Can you tell us the awards night it's for? Or no. is it a secret? No. So how are you getting paid for that? Yep. Fuck yeah. At least you're getting paid, son. <laughs> right, he's the worst. He's the worst part about my work first corporate. Okay, so I was with my best mate, Scotty. He used to be, he used to call himself my manager because he'd, uh, he'd, uh, he'd try to take 10% after every show because he'd drive me there. Nice. <clears throat> I never got paid though when he was my manager. <laughs> <laughs> he just did it for the clout, son. Anyway, we roll in. It's, uh, it was like a it was a like a coal miners dinner, but it wasn't like the miners. It was like the executives, like the, the higher up people, dinner at a normal restaurant. They didn't even hire out their own room, so they had like two tables in there. People doing their own shit on the other tables. I'm go down there. I'm like, this is not, this is not going to go well. There's no stage. There's a handheld mic. People getting served, eating during it. They don't even know there's going to be a fucking comedian. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, new comedy for this evening, uh, Frenchie. Everyone looks up, no one fucking claps. Oh fuck. And so, and, and then as you know, I didn't have the skills 
to do good crowd work to get them on board, throw in. And here's the trick. You get them on board, you got to do good crowd work while you're throwing in little jokes without them even realizing. You sort mm-hmm. of got to ease them into it. I didn't have those skills. I went straight into this hard bit about, uh, might have been about how Serena Williams sounds playing tennis. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, I used to do this bit where I was like, I was, I'm used to watch a tennis to, well, listen to the tennis to, to whack off. <laughs> it was like Anna Cornicay. I was like, ah. And I was Serena Williams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real hack, but it was, you always got to laugh. And then I went into that. I'm like, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Punchline, boom, just dead silence. Half the people just start looking at their food. They don't even look at me. There was a few people like encouraging like, okay, how long is this going to be? And so what I did, there was this guy like half a meter in front of me. Like I was so close to him. It was, it was fucking weird. After every joke, I just did this classic thing you see in shows when comics are dying. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did about six times to him. <laughs> oh, not one laugh, laugh. I get off the stage. Um, I get the money, 500 bucks cash. And, and the guy's like, I probably really shouldn't be paying you. I'm like, yeah, fair, but. <laughs> you booked me, you idiot. <laughs> But here's the worst part. It was like, I didn't know. It's not like I put that towards the car or nothing. Me and my mate Scotty, we just went and played the pokies, put it all through. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's the thing, man. It's, sometimes it's just not worth it. You'd rather just stay at home. But I'm, I'm missing doing stand-up. I'll tell you that. Right. Because we, this is, uh, you know, probably six weeks after Melbourne, the comedy festival's been cancelled. And we, through the comedy festival last year, we roomed together for a month. And it was fucking one of the best experiences I've, I've had I had so much fun, had a great time, and I was thoroughly looking forward to going back down there, doing shows, hanging out with you and 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 our other friends down there, and and now it's just it's just not happening. It's cancelled. Um, will it happen next year? I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's fucked. It's really really it's, fucked. It's fucking killer, man. Because because a it's the best month of my life of the year, of the year like easily because it's just you're doing what you love with all your favorite people. It's fucking incredible. B, I don't know about you, but I finished my tour maybe November or something. So I'd do maybe three, four months without stand-up because I knew I was about to do 80, 80 shows in a row. I was like, I'll lay low and build up towards Melbourne. I got two trial shows in, cut. And I was like, fuck off. Now I'm just fucking like, yeah. like a junkie. You can't get a fix, bro. I'm just like, I fucking need it. Oh, Someone man, I'm, I'm antsy. Stage. I want to get back out there. And, and you had shows in Europe booked as well. I suppose to you. I was supposed to do a similar run to what you did last year. You did the UK run, yeah. Well, you you teed it up. We were going to do it together, right? Oh uh, yeah, bro. And then you were going to do Euro with me, and you go. dogged me, son. Yeah, oh. I dogged you. I dogged you. We had a group chat about it, and literally, yeah. the the you know what? I'm going to pull up the group chat just so you know I'm not talking shit. All right. Okay, so and I'll explain what's happening. You explain you, you what ha- can, what what allegedly do two things happened. At once. And I'll bring them up. You can do two things at once. You didn't dog it per se. I was like, me, you and Zach were chatting. And I was like, bro, we should go to a Europe together. And I don't mean UK because we can do our own shows. I mean, fucking Amsterdam, Berlin, like Europe, Europe. And I was like, even if we don't sell, we'll just cruise around making content, having laughs, having laughs, laughs, finding crack pipes. You know what I mean? And so when I get a half-baked idea and I throw it out to them, I think that means it's happening. Obviously in the real world with normal people, they're like, you need to mention it again, maybe a week or two later. You can't just be like, yo, we're going in a month. <laughs> so this is, this is, you're exactly right. You can't just do that. 
So we, we, have a, we have a group chat called Europe 2020 with me, you and Zach in it. And the, the group yeah, chat- Got a chat, bro. That's official. It, hang on. It comes out and you haven't said anything about it yet. There's a few photos being sent around. And then on the September the 15th last year at 2 p.m., exactly on the dot. So you must have been working up to this. You wrote mm. Europe 2020. It's happening. Then you named the group Europe 2020. <laughs> 36 minutes later, I said, let's get it done. And Zach Wilde posted a, a, a GIF of someone like doing that with money. Yep. That was it. <laughs> That's all we said. And then I get a call from Zach saying, hey, you still keen to do these dates with Frenchie? Here are all the dates. We're going to Berlin this date. And I was like, oh, fuck, mm. I've got other things on. <laughs> and then I have to ring you and say, yeah, man, I can't do it. And you're like, oh, what are you dogging me for? I was like, you didn't fucking tell me. <laughs> well, I did, but I didn't make it clear it wasn't a meme. <laughs> he said, let's do it. I was like, yeah, okay, we can do it. And that was it. That's all I got out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 get, I, get, I get both sides of this. I think we're both in the right here. Um, like the Pell situation. You know what I mean? Well, We're both in the right. Well, let's do it next year after Melbourne if it happens. Right. I'll be sick. I, I reckon we should. Because um, I want to go back. We'll, now that I've well, been yeah, told that I can't leave the country, I really want to travel again. Bro, bro that's the crazy thing is like, um, uh, like, oh, because UK, we can both sell our own shows. So I don't care. We could like literally go do that back to back shows or mm. we could do it together and then we got to do Europe together because we're obviously we're not sure how we're going to sell in Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> we might go, right? Who fucking knows? Bro, what I find is you get random countries that get around you because of the internet. You'll be like, I'll sometimes I'll be like, yo, I'm a Danish exchange student. Love the song Shuey, bro. Come do some Shuey's with me. I'm like, bro, my, mine's what? South Africa. They fucking love me in South Africa. Some dude was yeah. going to fly me out to his wedding in South Africa to MC, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I never heard from him, but... Uh, that was one of the two locations next year. It's everywhere. Zach's talking about, and one of them's Cape Town. So I don't know. I'd have to hire some fucking security, but right, here it goes. South Off the Cape Town. Wild, eh? I swear coronavirus won't even go in South Africa. That's better it's not. Fucking, fucking dogs. <laughs> it's lawless, bro. I'm so sick of no, well, that's. A, I think uh, Jim Jeffries is massive in South Africa. So that's probably uh, why you're big there too. You got, you got a lot of similar vibes. Because we're both Real racists. talking, mate. You tell it what it is. No, yeah. you say it like it is, mate. You say yeah, it like bruh. it is. You're not scared, bruh. <laughs> You're not scared. But yeah, no, I, I'm shattered that Melbourne got cancelled because it's such a good time. And and you spend a lot of time preparing for it. You know, you spend six months writing and and then all of a sudden, uh, luckily, we're in a good situation. Sorry, what? What did you say? Well, I was going to ask how far through... Had you done your show yet? Or how far no, through writing yours were you? I hadn't, I hadn't done it yet, but I was... Uh, I had probably about 40 minutes ready to go, which is, which is basically an hour when you're throwing some crowd work and fucking around. Um, 40, 40 minutes, good jokes, 20 minutes laughter. Fucking dumb. Get off the stage. Dab. <laughs> see you later. But I, tits, uh, done. We're, we're lucky. We can still pull a wage from the internet. There's a lot of comedians, particularly in Australia and overseas that, that can't. And uh, there's also a lot of, in the same vein, there's a lot of comedians that talk shit about people like me and you, you for a lot longer because you've been around a lot longer because yeah, we do this internet stuff. So they can all suck a fat Centrelink line dick. 
It, it is pretty funny. So that, uh, well, it's not funny, but a lot of, yeah, comedians do need that festival to, to earn money and bring in crowds. So we are lucky like that, but I don't really earn much from, from my videos. You know that I, I don't, most of them get demonetized and then I only got one brand deal in the last two years. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't do brand deals that don't align my brand. And I also, uh, so you're the opposite to me. I just sell out to who I sell out to the highest bidder. I'm like, fuck it. No, in. bro, bro. You, what is it? Your Nescafe shit? What the fuck? No, 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 no. Cafe Lombardi. Cafe yeah. Lombardi. Gentlemen yes. from uh, good blokes, uh, friends of mine from uh, Sydney. Uh, they sell the greatest beans ever. So go and get them. Cafe Lombardi. Mention my name. You get 10% off. Oos. Yeah, but that's what it's like. I used to be full again selling out because one of my uh, favorites watching YouTube was, was Shooter, Alex. He still kills her, still love him, but he never used to do brand deals and like never. And I was like, he's so cool. I'm not doing brand deals. And so I, I start off not doing them and then, um, yeah, I need that money. Eh? Now, now you just that. It's a different a time, man. People accept, people who watch YouTube yeah. know that people have to make money. Otherwise, yeah. I can't do it. Oh, exactly. And it took me too long to realize that. And then it's just like, it's, it's, it, it's, you're never going to get like the, the well, you can get a perfect brand for you, but also you can just get around something that's like half baked. If you're going to for free, you'll fucking, you'll start to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, mate, <laughs> honestly, like things like, obviously my, uh, my, my videos I make normally, they don't cost any money really to make. Like the camera's already bought the sound equipment, you know, it's expensive when you buy it, but yeah, over time yeah, yeah. it obviously equals out. But things like the the Bigfoot documentary, the ghost stuff that I've been doing, those type of things, man, they're costing $4,000 an episode to make. Oof. Yeah. So you have to sort of like, if we get a brand deal on that, we're going to take it. You better believe we're going to fucking take it because you've got to, you've got to pay. I've got two camera guys. I've got a producer, uh, two producers, an editor, you know, there's people who right. you have to pay through those type of things. So, and that, well, so that's what to, I never realized. That's what I didn't realize initially. And you like, you, you, you figured out so much quicker than I did. It's not about that one comment who's like, oh, you're selling out. It's not about that. It's about getting true fans and true fans understand you need the money. So, you, and you're going to just going to, we're just going to put it all back into our videos. We're just going to put it all back into making content that, that, that the real fans are going to like. And that's why who gives a fuck. I mean, like literally I'll sell anything now. I'll sell. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you, you fucking pump, whatever. Give me a breast pump. I'll any, fucking any fuck fungal, the shit out of any it. Any fungal cream, Tamasil, you want to jump on as a sponsor? I got you, baby. Oh, bro, I hate it when I get that fungal in that scrotum and it's all fungy and, hey. and my dog's trying to lick it and he's like, no, bro. But Tamasil, what? get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you sponsor. what. So the, so the sponsor I got this year was actually fucking perfect. It's just a three video brand deal only on Instagram, which is like, as I know, it's like, if it's only for one social media, it's so easy. You know what I mean? It costs a lot if you want to get it for all of us, all of them. Um, how's I bought a PS4. I only got one game, FIFA. I get a bit addicted to it for a week. One day I play it 14 hours. Yep, got up at 6 a.m. to play it, play it to 8 p.m. I'm getting fucking RSI and shit. I was fucking loving it. I don't know. I got an addictive personality. Couple of weeks later, EA Sports hit me up. They're like, "Do you want to make three FIFA videos for us for Instagram?" I'm like, "Oh, I think I can figure that out." Hey, Boom. That's the guy, baby. You, you need people to jump on. You should hit people up too, because people are going to start realizing. Like, brands know in America that the best way to reach uh, new audiences is through online sponsorship, and. Yeah. 
brands in Australia will start to realize that we're a few years behind America. We always are with everything, right? So apart from coronavirus, particularly now, but they they can't make movies now. They can't make movies. Yeah. You know, they can't make new TV shows. This is our time to jump forward and, and really, but also I wonder if, um, I wonder if people don't want drama right now. Do you know what I mean? With, with, Mm. with content and things like that. I wonder if they don't want to watch, because the way I look at it, if you go to work or you go to school, you got all the shits with having to be there and all that type of stuff. You want to come home and be angry at something or be cranky or whinge about something. But if you're stuck at home all day, maybe you don't. I'm really sort of tossing that up right now because my content, I'm trying to work out whether my content works in this current climate. Do I, do I need to keep, or should I produce a video every day or should I knock it back Do people? Am I, am I giving people too much? Are they getting sick? of what I'm talking about, that type of stuff. So I'm sort of weighing that up in my own mind at the moment. I'm not quite sure. Well, I think it's, it's, it's hard because it's not, it's not the drama thing per se. It's that there's not drama every day. So sometimes it'll be a video and, and it'll be like, I feel like he's like, if I'm watching your videos, I'll be like, I don't feel like this is as a, you know, not real drama, but like urgent to rip on as, this last yeah. video he did last week, do you know what I mean? There's just different levels. And sometimes I feel like I need to, you, you're like, I need to get a video out each day. What am I going to do today? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but like you're getting such good views. I don't know. I think people really, really seem to like it. And I don't think it's about the climate. It's just about, there's not as much to rip on right now. Cause no one's going out and doing shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's you not I mean? people aren't doing, people are at home just hiding. You know, what do you think about the, the backyard cricket getting $8,000 fine for that? Oh really? And the L, you see, the L player got a two thousand dollar fine for going out for a drive. That's fucked. How's he going to get his hours up? Yeah, you got to get your hours up. That still exists. You still a lot of hours. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a very weird time, man. People are they're having their lives changed around um, around everything, you know, and, and and it's tough for people. And I think like having the, our conversation now, you know, a lot of people are listening to this, and hopefully, as I said in the intro to this video about. I hope that people can take this time to listen to this and it takes, you know, the worry from their day out or the monotony because sitting at home all day and you've, you know, you've done it for a long time where you don't have to be up at a certain time to be at a certain place. But I found, I found it's weird. You have to get in a routine. Otherwise you fucking lose your mind. And I think that's what a lot of people are coming to terms with now where they're having this forced holiday where they can't go out and do anything. So every day they're just waking up whenever they want, not having to do anything, not having anything to whinge about. And that's when that head noise starts to start to come in and people start to freak out all the time about shit. Bro, it's, it's, it's actually going to be, now that's what like why they've done the regulations the way they've done, because it's going to be a while. So you got to really depress you. Everyone's going to get depressed, like legitimately. And that's what I'm doing is I actually, uh, I'm trying to do eight hours work a day. Okay. On like something creative. So I actually write down, I've got my paper here. I wrote down what I did this morning. Where, oh, I don't know if you can see it. 9.30 to 12.15. So I can't figure that out at the top of my head, but probably two to eight hours that was. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know if I've accomplished something, I'll feel like, and then people like that, they're like, I'm going to clean the shed today. I'm going to do this today because you know, got to feel like you've accomplished something. Have goals. Like, keep busy. That's my big keep, thing. Keep know? busy. That's what another thing, uh, and that's why it's good. That's why it is good that you're doing videos every day, man, because you're giving people content, like something to do. Maybe something to do, and that's why you've got. I don't know you've really diversified, in, and I, I really like to see the way your channel's growing because it's you're doing those big, long, epic videos. 
you're doing your, uh, what's your thoughts from the bunker? What the fuck that shit's called? You mean this podcast? No, no, no. What's the other one where you where you just with the mic and you're against the wall? Fuck. Oh, the, the, the Butterfield, one. The Butterfield News Broadcast Service Systems. Yeah, bro. That's cool. That's cool. And then you got your traditional type rants too. It's really... No, that's good, man. You're giving people content. And that's like I stepped up the the podcast, Tom and Frenchie podcast, which you're going to jump on soon. Um, yeah. We're trying to do that two a week because, A, it's going to keep us busy and, and, and B, like it's definitely, hopefully, like gives people something they listen to. And it's any, and just, I find when you listen to a good podcast, you just, time yeah. goes like that, don't you reckon? Like an audio book. It takes your mind somewhere else. You enjoy it. I'm yeah. listening to uh, uh, Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz at the moment. And uh, I love listening to Joey Diaz. It's a fantastic. Bro, I don't listen to Joey Diaz. Really? You don't like Joey Diaz? I've never heard him, bro. I've oh, never really? Heard that world. So, so Joey. What the fuck's going on? What are you doing? Oh, can you see that? No. Oh, good. I've got, I've got a double screen, bro. I've got a fucking monitor. You know what it is. I've got a monitor too, but what are you doing? Oh, that old dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, got ya. I'm looking oh, up who wait, Joey Diaz you're, is. You're looking up who Joey Diaz is. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Uh, Sorry, man. So, so the first uh, time I ever heard of Joey Diaz is he started talking on Joe Rogan's podcast about open mics, and that's where I got the confidence to go to an open mic, and that's how I started my stand-up career. Let's really listen to him. Fuck. Oh, Joey Diaz. I didn't even know he was a comedian. I thought he was an actor. He's amazing. He is. does both. He's amazing. I, I urge Jeez. you to check out one of his podcasts um, with Joe. He's very, very good. Frenchie. I, uh, I I thank you for your time today, my friend. I've got to wrap it up. Is that I've got it? another podcast yeah. on this afternoon. But uh, oh, okay, kicking me out the door. Okay, time for got breakfast. A little, warm, little warm up podcast for you, brother. I like time that. for breakfast, like mate. That. Time for breakfast for Butterfield. I'm exactly. food. I'm a hungry man. Um, keto life. Living the keto life during this bunker down session. Is that time uh, for breakfast? Yeah, it's two o'clock. What the fuck time zone is Newcastle in? Same as yours. <laughs> Same as yours. It's uh, bro, it's two p.m. My <laughs> fast, bros. Being fast, man. Fasting, fasting what? all day. Yeah, fast. I fast from seven thirty in the evening till uh, two o'clock every day or one o'clock every day. Ah, uh, got you. Got so, you. Since, does it work? Yeah, since we went to isolation, so I've been on keto as well for the last month and a half. I've lost seven kilos. Oof. Yeah. Oh, daddy. Training every day too. So, <laughs> are you training with? Just myself downstairs. I've just bought some gym equipment, and I usually just I normally just go to the gym, but obviously mm. being locked in the house, you got to get your own stuff. So I just bought some dumbbells and shit, and wrote myself up a program, and went through and watched heaps of YouTube videos of different uh, people, and sort of picked the best exercises that they sort of uh, they utilize, and just wrote my own program. I find writing a program is the best way to train because you actually. You know, if you've got it in your notes on your phone, you can go, okay, last week I did this weight. The week before that I did this weight. So let's bring it up 5%, 10% and see if we can sort of build uh, muscle on top you, of that. You're dead right because most of us aren't fucking PTs. So we're, we're going to be do one exercise and then be like, oh, fuck, what should I do now? Yeah. Just do some more sit-ups, eh? <laughs> that, that guessing, it sort of takes, if you take the guesswork out of it, you really sort of start to... Uh, see where that progressive overload comes from and you can see yourself getting better at, at different things over time. And I think that's real beneficial for people, particularly if you're not like a, uh, if you're intermediate or you're a beginner or whatever, I'd, I'd say I'm an intermediate sort of person. Like I've been doing it for a while, not ages. I certainly don't have a muscular physique, but it is something that you sort of, you know, work towards and as you get better at it, you know, you, you start to see different changes and your strength, like 
my bench went from something it was terrible i could only like say so a set of six i could only do 80 kilos and now i'm up to my body weight so doing 120 and yeah so if so if you need a, a twin version of yourself you're gonna be like i could bench you isaac and be like i could bench you too isaac bench you baby and that's just this and you weird bench your own bench version you. of yourself and just nrl island yeah it's just- nrl island let go Frenchie, thank you so much for joining us, big dog. I appreciate you having me, and uh, and I'm sure we'll catch up again during this isolation period. But I'll do your podcast as well. Is there any uh, any uh, plugs you want to give out to the people? Um, right. Well, thanks to our big Batsman for having me. Obviously, uh, um, what who, who who do people plug on these things? Uh, what's your Instagram? Oh, the old socials. I thought you meant people like Don Bradman was an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kathy Freeman ran a great race. I was just got me pretty G'd up. Um, yeah, at Sunga Attack Instagram. I'm touring with Isaac. Well, not with Isaac, but like similar time to him. And um, TikTok, I'm fucking red hot content. So, oh, Tom and Frenchy podcast too. So Beautiful. get around it if you like my, uh, my uh, bogan voice. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. If you did enjoy this, make sure you subscribe and leave a like on the video. Comment down below who you'd like to see next. And don't forget, there is the Butterfield Effect Clips channel, which we put up all these interviews in little bite-sized pieces. So if you want to go over there and just digest them slowly, then you can do that as well. The link is down below. We just hit 10K on that last week. And uh, anyway, peace in the Middle East, Big Stinks. Uh, Be a good motherfucker. I'll see you all very soon. Toodaloo, au revoir. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.